Hey, I'm not pitching anything uh, today. I mean, we have a bunch of sponsors. Uh, if you go to ecommercemomentum.com, pick this episode right on there. You'll see a whole bunch of sponsors. There's discounts for a whole bunch of services and stuff. And yes, they pay me, so I don't want to uh, say that. So I'm not going to run a commercial up front. Um, but this is about change, this episode, and it's pretty cool. Um, I hope you get some value from it. Please send me a note. Um, please reach out to me um, if I can help you in any way. Welcome to the e-commerce momentum podcast, where we focus on the people, the products, and the process of e-commerce selling today. Here's your host, Stephen Peterson. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. This is episode 417. And guess what? It's me. Just me. Sort of. What I'm going to do in this episode is a little different than what I've done in the past, Um, and I'm not changing much. Um, I'm going to add to it, Um, maybe add some more episodes a week again, Um, but I'm adding, I'm going to introduce you to two new new teammates of mine, Um, and I think this is going to be an interesting look at our business and what we do and how we're doing it and maybe add some value to you and and maybe a little more engagement, you know, things that, you know, questions that you have, things that we can help with, um, examples that we could give of things that work for our business. And again, we don't pretend to know it all. Uh, we figure it out. Um, I'm fortunate that I've talked to 400 plus people who are generally outliers in their portion of the business, uh, their approach to the business, um, or their services they offer the business. And um, I've gleaned some some amazing things um, and that we've been able to apply. And I always say this, it's like sharpening a pencil, right? You just, uh, small strokes, just nice and otherwise a tip's going to break, right? And and I would say sometimes our tip is broken. We've, we've uh, went forward and then stumbled back. Um, private label's a good example um, where we've hit some singles, maybe a double or two. Stock out, but you don't turn any profit. And when you stock out and it, you know, even if you eke a little profit, you sit back and say, okay, what do I want to make? I always used to say, that's Andy always says, like a thousand bucks per product or per SKU, right? So if you have a red one and a blue one, you'd want to make a thousand dollars a month, <clears throat> excuse me, on each of them. Well, we haven't hit that because, you know, by the t- we'd have to sell one particular one. It's amazing. It's so cool. And we can do stuff unique to it. However, um, I can't get the price. It's $10 cheaper than what I want to sell it for. And what I what it, the value is, but that ten dollars is enormous. I mean, that's the reason we don't make money on it, and we stocked out a couple times. So it's like pause. So if you've had to pause um, and reset and readjust, this might be a good episode for you because we have um, by choice. And it's funny. So I'm going to introduce you to two guys uh, that I've interviewed in our warehouse as we were doing an FBA shipment. We were prepping an FBA shipment for, actually for for a client, not for ourselves. Um, and I'll talk about how we, how we get our revenue from the different models we use. But we were sitting there chatting, and I'm like, hey, let's record this, and let's start talking about things, because I'm going to introduce them into our business full-fledged. Um, both college graduates, uh, my younger son um, graduated with a degree, and he'll talk about that in digital media. Uh, so, you know, he's, he's uh, in a class of on podcasting. I meet his professor, and we get chatting and just talk about, you know, different things in the industry, how it's changed. Um, the fact that I used to be in the newspaper business really helps because it was an old media model versus a new media model. Um, digital uh, media includes video. So he does video. He does videos for churches, travels. I think I might have told the story here how he met this guy. He goes, Dad, do you know a guy by the name of John Maxwell? He's like, he's in my camera right now. I'm like, uh, hello? <laughs> yeah, go meet that guy because that's a leader um, that teaches leaders. 
And so uh, that skill set, their enthusiasm um, that they bring to the business, and then I'm going to introduce Jake. And Jake is a, his degree, I think, is in English or elementary education or something like that. But he's a writer, and so he's doing some blog posts for us and stuff, newsletter stuff. And so um, those boys are so enthusiastic. Uh, They're in their early 20s and have brought back kind of some of the pep for me uh, because if you're honest and I'm being honest is it does uh, it can become a grind Um, not in a negative way it just becomes routine and I think you become complacent Uh, at least this is Steve talking about himself there are others that are so much more motivated than I and I'm not that guy you know I have to work at it I continually have to work at it um, and, you know, so, so, you know, you work on your mental health, your physical health and you know, all the rest of that stuff. Um, but you've got to work on your business and when you're in the business and you're grinding away by yourself most of the time, or you bring in some help here and there, it's a struggle, um, uh, just because, you know, in our world, we've got a lot of moving pieces, um, probably not unlike you and it gets harder and harder to stay focused. Um, my wife said that the other day. She was talking about, because uh, I'm getting up a little up in age, and she's like, I told you that. I told you that. You should go get checked. I told you that stuff. And it's not that I'm not listening. I, it, there is a thing called selective hearing, ladies. We all, the men all acknowledge it. They, they don't want to say it to your face, but it's the truth. However, it's really more, I'm, I'm toying things through my mind because it's very hard to find somebody to talk to when you're in a warehouse by yourself. And so the boys, um, although the conversations get crazy, I mean, literally, they're trying to get me to do this thing called AMSR or ASMR or something like that. I'm like, what is it? And they said, well, with your voice, and all you have to do is lower your voice and eat food or do something online, and you're going to get paid. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, who does this stuff? And they show me some guy who's whispering and he's eating something. I'm like, I'm not interested. I mean, it's crazy. But this is, that was probably an hour, hour and a half of my life that I'm not getting back. But we sat there and chatted. And it's just so funny to hear their perspective. Um, and it's interesting to me. They're not paid a ton of money. Um, they see some future, um, some upside, um, because we do some pretty cool things for other people too. And I think that's why they they like the the freedom, um, the reasonableness. They're into Pokemon, and they got a YouTube Pokemon channel. Again, uh, they are uh, they are all over it. I remember when I was that enthusiastic, and I must admit, uh, since they've come on, and Nick came on in May full time, and then Jake came on um, the end of August, really the first week of September, because he had a, a, a summer job commitment after he graduated, and he had to follow through. So he came through and helped us with a couple containers that we got and stuff like that, part-time here and there. And he did some eBay listing for us here and there, but now, <clears throat> excuse me, he's full-time. And full-time for these guys with me um, means that we, um, we list on eBay. Okay, we, we, we buy, actually, uh, we do buy for eBay, but we changed our eBay model, um, which will be another interesting episode to talk about. Um, but we, we do buy for eBay. We list on our eBay store, plus we have another um, client that we list for on his store. We handle everything, and he pays us a percentage of the revenue. 
Um, we list on Amazon. We still have a pretty good-sized merchant-fulfilled operation for Amazon in addition to FBA. Now, FBA, of course, is our largest piece, um, but we uh, we do that. What's been great is my son has really gotten better at um, changing listings and modifying listings, adding variations and that kind of thing. He's on the phone with Amazon a good portion of the day, which that stuff bored me to tears. Um, and he does a lot of that stuff for us. Um, we still have Karen Locker who keeps the rest of it sharp, um, but he handles that portion of it. And what's great is it's almost intact in 15 minutes. Boom, a change is made. You know, we, we bring up a shoe variation back. We can add it within 15 minutes, and it's just been great um, using flat files. And um, you can reach out to us if, if you need help with that. Um, we, can, we can help you the way we were helped, um, just to paying it forward. Um, and so, uh, so we do that kind of thing. And so we do, um, the guys have convinced me to add back RA. Um, and I was telling somebody a couple of weeks ago about that and they were like, Ooh, is that good? Like it was at a step back and I'm sitting back and saying, no, it's, these guys are filling in the gap for the stuff that I kind of lost interest in. And it's funny going back out and doing that. And I've taken them out, shown them, you know, and, and, you know, get get the logic down because it's really important to understand why not to buy something. I say that all the time. I think that's one of the most important things. Why not to buy something? And, you know, there's a, a ton of uh, reasons not to. But teaching them that. But I must admit, their enthusiasm is so catchy when they run over and say, Steve, look at this. Or they message you, come over here. You know, it's like your heart starts to race a little bit. You know, us old sellers relate to this. Your heart gets a little bit stronger. You're pacing yourself and you're like, what did they find? What did they find? And then when it turns out that it's right, their eyes, I mean, it's like, it's like a puppy getting rewarded. I mean, it's just the coolest thing in the world to see that. And that that, grat- that instant gratification you get only from RA. I mean, it's an instant gratification kind of thing. And to see that, um, it's very exciting. Um, it's catchy. And I must admit, I'm enjoying it. And I'm enjoying their vision. They're like, hey, I can take a team here. You could take a team here. You could take a team here. Um, or we bring my truck and trailer. And they're like, well, why don't we get a cap for your pickup truck rather than have to bring the trailer every single time? I'm like, I never thought about it. And, you know, to be at this age and this experienced and have these young kids come in and offer you the wisdom, you know, it's, it's humbling. And um, it's probably one of the coolest things because it's like uh, I have told them, you know what, let's try it your way. You know, there are a few things that are absolutes, of course, the Amazon rules and eBay rules and stuff you're not allowed. You know, there are rules for a reason, whatever they are, doesn't matter. They never call and ask, so you live by them, right? Outside of that, I'm willing to try pretty much most anything because I used to, I remember listening uh, to Dan, no, not Dan Miller, uh, Dave Ramsey, and he used to say, you know, take chances, just don't make fatal mistakes. Right? Don't take chances that'll kill your business. Uh, so a few hundred bucks here, a few thousand dollars here isn't going to kill our business. So you can take some chances and they're calculated chances. And so it's pretty cool to have that enthusiasm back in our business. And I'm very, very encouraged. So I'm going to stop here and, and bring in um, the boys uh, recording that we did uh, a while back in the warehouse prepping. And uh, they're just so funny. I'll be back. Okay, so we are all working. Say hello, fellas. Hello. Hello. All right, names. Jake. Nick. 
All right, and this is uh, Stephen, and we're in here working, and I uh, thought this would be kind of interesting to hear some of the guys' thoughts. So these are two full-time employees here in the warehouse. Uh, Nick happens to be my son, both uh, college graduates uh, this past year. Um, and what was, Nicholas, we'll start with you. What was your degree in? Um, it's called digital media. So it's, uh, I had focus in like web design and some uh, more design-based stuff like graphic design and photography. And I'm leaning more towards like marketing. I guess that was my degree in a nutshell. And, and just so you know, the noises you hear us, we are actually opening boxes, repackaging things, because we're going to keep working because we are a warehouse. We have 17,000 square feet here, and we are working all the time. All right, Jake, tell us about you. Uh, I'm a recent graduate from the same university Nick graduated from. I graduated with the uh, degree in English education. And what were you going to do with that degree there, young man? Well, I was going to use it to pack teach. Boxes? Unpack boxes? Unpack uh, boxes for Steve? Yes, so. or, uh, no? <laughs> I mean, I was going to use it to teach, but I found that I don't want to teach quite yet. You know, it, it's interesting. Uh, when you work with, it's funny, these guys are young, you know, 22 years old to 23. And their enthusiasm is so infectious. Those of us, us old dudes, maybe ladies too, who've been selling for a long time, it... You, you risk this becoming a job, right? You're looking for a lifestyle. If you're looking for money, that, you know, that's part of the life. If you're looking for freedom where you can kind of come and go or stay, you still have to be interested. And, you know, I must admit sometimes I, I lose interest and maybe that's because, you know, you're doing other things, you lose focus. Um, but these guys really bring it back. Um, do you guys take that approach to pretty much all the things that you do? I mean, where did, where did you get that enthusiasm from? Maybe that's a better way to ask it. Well, for me personally, I don't usually pursue things unless I actually enjoy them. Yeah. And when I enjoy something, I really pursue it. Well, then tell me what do you enjoy about this place? Without Again, we, we are doing client stuff. So we we got to be a little cautious between our stuff and well, we just can't explain what it is. But tell me what you like. Well, and you, what you don't like? Well, I really like, I like uh, staying busy, but not with something that I feel like there's no future with. So, I mean, we do, because we have several podcasts that we work on, not only our own. We have seven clients in the warehouse. We do warehousing or service or customer service, believe it or not, actually take phone calls for some clients. And then we have our own eBay, uh, Amazon, Poshmark. Etsy website stuff to do, plus other eBay client that we do stuff for. And you're involved in all of them, mm-hmm. including podcasting and stuff like that, and writing and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, I mean, is that part of the thrill? Is that a lesson that somebody who's listening could do? Is that a, you know, attracting people? Because you can go get a job anywhere. Yeah. Why this? What, what is it? Well, to me, this is building up opportunities on so many different fronts, down so many different avenues. To where I get excited because something will, something will take off. Something will work out, and I enjoy doing all of it. So I, you know, is it being part of something? Build and Nick, I'm gonna ask you this: Is it being part of building something? Is yeah. that kind of exciting? Yeah. Building something and also having like a, a freedom goal in mind too, mm-hmm. and mini- like minimizing how much we do with each step. Well, looking at who you graduated school with, right? So you guys just graduated, and most of your friends went and took jobs, correct? Not all of them, yeah. The, the select few that did well took 
jobs and what they got degrees in. The rest let just took random jobs. Let me say this about Jake's brother. His brother, Sam, who does video editing and, and podcast work, he's done some work for us. Um, his, he, he went and took a, a full-time job. Talk yeah. about that. I mean, he had a full-time job. Good job. Yeah. And yet, he's like a tiger that can't be tamed. Yeah. Right? Is that what it is? Is that generational? He, is that what you guys... He wants... That's a personality thing. Yeah, I think he loves what he does, but I think that he's never going to be satisfied until he loves every aspect of it. Yeah. Oh, he's looking for. Oh, wow. He's not. So gonna, he's, he's not going to he, sacrifice his freedom. Mm-hmm. And that is that your generation, or is that just him? Is it's that personality? a personality thing? I don't know, because I'm a little more content working for other people. You know, okay. I don't mind it. I think I'm a mixture. So, so you mentioned something about freedom. Your freedom. What did you call it? Um, like your freedom goal. What is that? Yeah, what does that goal. mean to you? I mean, I want. These guys are twenty-two years old talking about freedom. Think about that. Now, th- this is something important. If you're looking to hire, uh, and you're going to bring in younger people, this is their mindset. So I mean, go ahead. a lot of people. Are, uh, so, like, as we build out this this business, we we talk about like sometimes having the uh, the ability to work. Forever. Location independent. Like, I wouldn't mind myself even just taking a job that I love, a part-time job that I love, working freelance and um, selling stuff and taking some, like, residual income with, like, building out the podcasts. That Mm -hmm. sounds cool to me. Um, So, being able to, you don't mind the deadlines, you don't mind working, and that's one of the weird things about, this is, this is from Steve, I'm a... You know, I'm. A, what did you say this morning, Jake? Something what? about that nobody gets up as early as I do. Yeah, what your was early is is not the same as other people's early. Yeah, my early is really. I get up really early, right? Those who know yeah. me know that. And um, at night, I'm worthless because I'm tired, obviously, right? These guys thrive on the nighttime. They That's want to true. do things. They're like, oh, I still got three hours left. You know, I'm yeah. like, it's nine o'clock, and yeah. they're like, oh yeah, we got plenty of time. <laughs> That's clearly another generational thing. But that's freedom for you. I was just telling Jake, I don't mind doing work in coffee shops for like two hours every day Mm -hmm. and then doing any other deadline work. I don't mind staying up from like nine to like three in the morning if I need to. If I need to, I'll get it done. So as an older guy, that is definitely not me. But that, you know, one of the cool things about bringing these guys in, um, they added back, (laughs) how long have you guys been pushing me to add back RA? Uh, Since since I was here. And they have been hounding me to add back asking, RA. I was asking about it before you. Nick, yeah, before. But Nick told me about it, and I instantly was like, I was like, that's the crazy thing, thing, yeah. And it's funny, I think of some of the road warriors that are out there, Scott or Jameson or um, try to think of some others that just, um, oh, um, Scott Patrick, uh, I mean, er, Patrick, who just... They just travel because they love it. They love the thrill of it, and they get the hunt. They enjoy that. You guys immediately, it's funny, I, I said, finally said yes, and we added it back, uh, I guess we're three months, two, two to three months in. And they took a liking to it immediately and excelled at it immediately. Did it feel, maybe because of the computer experience, that it's just a natural thing for you? I mean, it's just natural? Um, numbers numbers aren't, aren't too difficult for me. Computers are easy for me. And we... I know, I, I don't know, just, I like to buy things, so I kind of just have an eye for what's popular. Yeah. 
Yeah, you definitely, I mean, they have me buying some things that I don't want to buy. It's uncomfortable for me to buy just some video game Pokemon stuff and that thing because you guys are attracted to that. Yeah. Right? I like seeing trends. Yeah. Okay, so you're looking so, at yeah. trends. You know, you guys didn't have any fear. That was the other thing I noticed. Uh, now, maybe it's because it's my money. Um, that helps. <laughs> I'm sure that, that's part of it. But it's true. You didn't have any fear. You're like, hey, let's take a chance. Let's do this. And I must admit, they've been pushing me and pushing me a whole bunch of different ways. And to be fair, uh, teaching me a ton of stuff. And I think that, that you've got to acknowledge that um, you have to pivot. You have to change. You have to be willing to change because the business is changing. How, how I mean, it must be frustrating for you guys to, when I sit there and say, well, you know, I've been selling for a long time and blah, 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 blah. I mean, it, does it feel like that sometimes that I'm not willing to change? Um, Ooh. Ooh, they got an very, answer. Very, Ooh. Rarely, yeah, very rarely. But you... You, you're never not willing, but you, you will always share your opinion on why you might not think it's a great idea, but you're always open to the communication and conversation about it. And that's new Steve. That's not old rigid controller Steve, the one who's been trained to be you know, rigid, have the rules, and follow the rules. I just have learned, and I guess it, you know, after 400 and some odd episodes, you, know, you talk to so many great outliers. If you listen to them... They've done it so many times. They've had to pivot. They've had to adjust because what was working isn't working anymore. Okay, what else do you do? You don't throw it all away. You adjust. And so adding back RA and OA, and these guys want to hound me for OA. They love it. Yeah, they just It's crazy. Work, work from home. Yeah. yeah. This is, you know, great. I think there's a lesson here. Uh, so if you've been thinking about adding somebody into your company, listen to these guys. I mean, these guys, they're paid well, but they work really hard. Hard to keep focused, I must admit, because their attention span is uh, pretty pretty limited. Yeah. But when they focus, the work gets done, and it doesn't just get done. It gets done with enthusiasm and then more ideas. And I think that, for me, that's very welcome, especially when you're in this warehouse by yourself. It's just so nice to have other people and other opinions, again, teaching you something when they're less than half your age. So I want to say thank you guys. I really do appreciate what you do. Um, I'm excited about the new year and, you know, uh, planning the new year together as we did has been phenomenal. Until whoever that is is calling, get off my, you're on my time. Stop calling. <laughs> okay, that's, they talk nonstop. We drink a lot of coffee and they make me laugh all day long. Um, as I said uh, uh, a while back, we are listening to Christmas music. Somebody, before Thanksgiving, somebody brought it up. And I'm like, hmm, I like Christmas music, you know. And, and I'm like, well, you know, whoever wants to. And then one of us pulled the trigger and Alexa uh, is playing. Uh, oh, sorry if everybody's Alexa just went off. Um, Alexa is playing Christmas music for us. Um, and uh, I must admit, it's fun because sometimes these guys are dancing around singing these crazy songs and it's just again that enthusiasm so if you don't have any young uh, guys and gals in your uh, warehouse uh, you can add them if you need some entertainment so let's talk about business because um, that's what this is about and so let's talk about our business so as I said we we have a, a large eBay business um, that we've had forever um, I tell the story, this is God's honest truth. When we moved into this warehouse, we've, we've been in almost two years now. Um, we moved 110 pallets from my old warehouse over here. 110 pallets. Some of it was in my basement. I mean, no exaggeration. It took forever. We have probably opened more than half of them. 
I would say probably we still have 40 pallets to go, maybe maybe 45 pallets to go, and it gets old. Um, opening back up stuff, it's cool going to find things, but one of the big challenges that I have is that the boys don't know the value of things like I do. You know, you've been doing this for a long time. You just know that that particular item is valuable, and you know why. They have no clue, so they have to look it up. Or they're not interested in it, so they don't look it up. And I'm like, what, wait, what? And then I see stuff sell dirt cheap. I'm like, oh, boys, here's why this would have been better. And, and it, they're learning, of course, but it slows us down. Um, and so we have, uh, I think as of this morning, it was 5,609 live SKUs. And our eBay store had stopped for a while, kind of. We went through that whole thing that everybody else did when they had a, a couple blips here and there. And then they messed up uh, clothing and changed fields and all that, all the stuff that they're just going through growing pains trying to fix. Um, our sales declined almost to nothing. Now, to be honest, part of it is because we were not paying attention to refunds. Um, we have stuff set for auto return and that kind of thing. However, auto return doesn't mean auto refund. You still have to intervene, and I don't think we knew it, or we weren't paying attention, or I assume somebody else was doing it, blah, blah, blah. I'll give you all the excuses in the world. They're all just excuses. It's my responsibility, my fault. Um, and so we went below standard, and it's like, whoa, what happened? All of a sudden, our sales. So I reach out to um, eBay, and what's cool with an anchor store, and I don't know if this is for every store, but we have an anchor store like a lot of people do, and we get a U.S. rep. And so somebody in Utah answers the, uh, the number that I'm able to call, and they're almost always, I, mean, I shouldn't say that, every time they're very knowledgeable. I mean, very knowledgeable, and they really genuinely want to help you. And you can tell that they're enthusiastic about eBay, which is pretty cool. Um, I think there's a miss that they don't proactively reach out to me and say, hey, Steve, you know, you've been selling for a long time. You've got a lot of listings. Your sales are declining because of this, or your potential sales are declining because, you know, they can add all the new sellers they want on, but the easiest revenue to get is from your existing sellers. So if my sales decline, they lose money, right? That's their business. And so to be honest, they should proactively reach out and say, hey, we're sales development, and we see that you're potentially heading for a problem. Let me help you work your way through that. Let's talk about best practices, blah, 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 blah. I'm here to help you help us. Oh, I could live with that. I think that's a smart business model. They have not chosen to done that, do that yet, but they have a new president coming in, so who knows what's going to happen. Anyway, back to it. Our fault, my mistake um, by not paying attention to it, and so our sales fell off. And when I talked to him, he's like, well, you know, here's part of the problem. He said, you can do promoted listings all you want, but they're not going to get seen, um, and he turned out to be incorrect, um, but they're not going to get seen because you're, uh, he said, basically, and this kind of makes sense in a weird way. If you're selling, um, I mean, look, I'm looking at a lunchbox, an old A-team lunchbox sitting up on my shelf that I like to look at. Um, if I'm selling one and you're selling one and I'm below standard and you're standard or above standard, whatever the other term is, they're going to present that other one to you first. And that makes sense, right? There, it, what he said was basically there's competition among sellers, so therefore you've got to be the best so you can compete in a good position. Okay, I buy that. Um, the challenge is is that a lot of our stuff is on eBay, especially is unique one-offs. And so therefore, we're the only one. You want to search for an A-team lunchbox, we might be the only seller of it. So that part does get seen. So we had some sales Um he did mention, again, as I said, that promoted listings don't get seen. That's not true. They do get seen because we sold stuff that were on promoted listings. Um, so 
if they're correct where they say you're only going to show, if you have a promoted listing, they're going to show the promoted listing, or if you're not, your generic version, not both, um, then somehow promoted listings got seen because I got billed for it so and, and paid ad fees. Anyway, um, our sales declined enormously, and we were out doing an RA, and again, we're in the truck for hours or whatever, and the boys, uh, one of the guys said, hey, why don't we do a massive sale? Right, so we're running promoted listings. I think we're running like a 15% off sale. And this is one of the guys who's new to our business, but he's like, hey, let's let's do it this. Let's tier it. I'm like, go ahead. What are you talking about? He's like, well, how about we do a sale like 45% off? I'm like, what? 45% off. But let's make it for everything over 100 bucks. Because I said, you know, we still have old listings out there that have free shipping and, you know, $12. I'm not doing 45% off there. I might as well just not put it up because you'll get, you know, 30 cents by the time you're done. Anyway, long story short, he sets it up while we're in the vehicle. All right, I got it. 45 45% off anything over $100 um, from 20 or $30 to $100 we'll do 25 or 30% and then under that we'll do 10 or 15%. I'm like, "All right, let's see what happens." That was one day. Nothing happened pretty much for that day. The next day, our sales skyrocketed back to the scale levels that are best days ever kind of levels. And I'm like, huh. So now, to be fair, we are doing promoted listings. So we're paying lots of ad fees, which is basically eBay's profit model now, just like Amazon's. Um, And we're giving huge discounts. But this stuff has been sitting for a long time. You know, if you watch... um, Lonnie um, and Shed Flips, he'll talk about, you know, running sales and then using stuff that's been listed for longer than X number of days. So smart. You know, he's like, this is not, it's Amazon's model. They are not a warehouse. They are a fulfillment company. They want stuff moving. Well, the same philosophy has to happen. And again, you know, because I'm so knee deep and mired in our business, I don't get to work on our business. Fresh eyes, fresh perspective, somebody who doesn't know it all, offers sage advice and so that's a real lesson um, to have somebody who has no no bias in your business that wants to see success who wants to be part of something offer their advice and don't discount it and give them a chance and I'll be honest with you uh, our sale ended uh, a couple days ago and our sales dropped off to nothing I messaged them I'm like hey we should replicate this thing boom honest to God that day not, not one item sold they got it live within an hour or two. We had another booming day. I wouldn't call it a record day, but a booming day. So it clearly works. And again, if they didn't convince me to do it, if I wasn't open and open to listening, and I'm not trying to make this about me because it's really about them and their good ideas, um, our sales would have been mediocre at best. And that gives you cash flow challenges because these guys aren't cheap. Um, not paying them a ton, but they're not cheap. You pay employer taxes, you pay workman's comp, you pay all these different things. Um, I always say it adds about 25% in our cost to uh, have these guys here. Um, they use the bathroom more. You know, you don't think about that stuff. Let me just tell you, they are, uh, they drink a lot more coffee. They drink, I mean, it's all these little expenses. Um, and, and this isn't a criticism, but it's true because uh, I can't watch them all the time. They're using bigger boxes than they should, so I'm paying a little higher postage from time to time. And then I coach them through, well, hey, here's why. You know, diff- different things. Just costs come up until they get good, and then, you know, you fine-tune them, sharpen the pencil, right? So anyway, um, 
their their ideas have really helped us, and it's amazing to see. And it's what's really cool is the win um, for this guy who pushed the idea, who who talked me into it, and saying, "Let's try it. We got nothing to lose." And I'm like, you know what? You're right. Um, let's try it. And it's a win-win. Um, and to see that that smile on his face is pretty cool. As I mentioned, we do eBay for another uh, a gentleman, um, and he's just he's older, doesn't have any interest in computers, has no knowledge of it, not interested, but knows where the markets are. He'll bring us his more expensive things. So, for example, um, we sold uh, uh, Beatles. Uh, he sells vinyl records. We sell. Uh, he brought me a Kiss collection. A spe- I mean, these are picture days. I mean, just cool Kiss stuff, right? Boom, we put that up, sold like lightning. He bought out a record store that closed in the 80s, all sealed vinyl, all that sealed vinyl. Well, I shouldn't say all of it sold. A lot of it has sold. And um, it's just so cool to see uh, when we you know, send the money to his PayPal account, which is what I recommend. And if you have any interest in that, I can walk you through how we handle that. Um, but it goes right to him. I don't want to handle his money. We can go into his account, we set it up, we get notified if there's a problem, we handle all the listing, meaning we take the photos, we research it, we put it up on his uh, on his eBay store. It's his store that if he says, Steve, I don't want it anymore, it's his. I'm giving it back to him because that's the kind of relationship I want and that's the kind I'll give, right? So anyway, um, there is some trust and then we just send him the money. We do a simple spreadsheet breaking down what that is because he has a partner so they have to split it. And then we get our percentage from that, and we eat our portion of the fees because that's fair. Now, I do pay for the shipping supplies, um, so, you know, we got a little higher percentage probably than, than somebody else would ask for. But, you know, when you think about it, you know, shipping supplies are shipping supplies. Extra roll of tape here and there isn't going to kill you because you're buying it at scale. Um, <clears throat> but it's been very good. And I, I've gotten asked to do it for other people. I wouldn't, only for super high-priced meaning $100 plus average selling price. Um, it's the only thing I'm interested in because it's a lot of work. It takes the same amount of energy to list a $5 item as it does a $500 item. Um, now, I like vending machine uh, eBay model, and that's one of the things that we've been moving more towards where I can buy a 1000 of an item that I know is going to sell and just put it up and then just ship them out every single day. I love those things, and we got a lot of that stuff. Um, from an office supply store I bought years ago. Um, We just start listing that stuff, and it just cranks out every single day. We're shipping out more and more of that same stuff. Um, So that I'm interested in. So I would consider doing that. But outside of that, I'm just not interested in doing one-off listings because, as I mentioned earlier, embarrassed to say, I still have 40 or 50 pallets of that stuff to list of my own. So why would I want to list yours when I can list mine, right? kind of makes sense. But... It's still a good business model, and it's one of those things that I would fine-tune a little bit. Um, And we take shortcuts. You know, one nice thing, if you're shipping vinyl records, it's very easy to ship a vinyl record if you have record mailers. They're they're special fold-out boxes. They're pretty inexpensive. Um, Build it into your model again. If you know what it's going to cost you, you can do it as a percentage. Um, Add an extra 1% or 2%. But those things make it simple. I mean, simple. Um, Organizing inventory, right? That's one of the things that I think I'm pretty good at. So, you know, we have them alphabetical by artist. Okay, so Prince, which happened to be one of the pop stars in the 80s that happened to have a lot of vinyl, sealed vinyl records in that store before he passed away, um, was just okay. After he passed away, they sold like lightning. Well, all the Prince stuff is in the Prince area. It's in P, magically, PR, right? And so simple things like that, when you set it up, 
save you. Now, I bring all these other guys into my warehouse, and they're shipping every single day. We ship, we ship seven days a week. I think I've said that before. Um, on the weekends, I ship. But during the week, many times, I have no idea what's going out because they handle it, um, which is a really cool system that I'll probably talk about in another episode um, and uh, walk through how we split up the responsibilities, and it evolves, you know, depending on the day. Um, but it's pretty cool. So so by doing that work up front, the boys come in, they can handle things, and just uh, the stuff ships by, by, again, doing all that hard work. And I would say that's one of the bigger challenges I have with new guys uh, in the warehouse, uh, new staff, is getting them to conform. Um, standard operating procedure is this. Well, that's great to say it and to show it, but, <laughs> you know, that's not my, that might not be the way they think, so therefore they just go back to their way. And I'm like, no, 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 no. you got to remember that any one of us or somebody else we bring on, because we're thinking about bringing somebody else on, might do that for you, so you have to think ahead and make it easy for them. And that's just a, uh, a smart tip that you get. You know, you probably heard that a, a hundred times on my uh, podcast from different sellers, you know, is to make that stuff easy. You know, think it through. Make it pretty seamless, you know, so nobody has to rethink this process. And uh, it's been very good for us. So uh, so we, we've got that. Um, our Amazon business, as I said, we've got a large uh, merchant fulfilled, uh, which we've had forever, which we don't add to, um, but, you know, a gazillion years ago, like everyone else, I had I sold books when I started selling on Amazon before toys. Books then, you know, books, DVDs, CDs, and then toys. And back then, you know, I'd buy a DVD store. They were still in business. I uh, still have them. Or I'd buy book huge quantity of books. I ran an ad in the newspaper, one of my best sources for buying inventory. The cheapest way to buy inventory, and I'll talk about that in another episode too. Maybe I'll talk about the best ways, the, the lowest cost um, to buy eBay inventory um, and methods um, that we've used in the past. Um, but anyway, um, so I still have tons of that stuff. So I'll open up and that's 50 pallets or probably, you know, CDs or DVDs because I've had so many of them and I pulled them back from Amazon when they were restricting things. Now, we're not restricted, but uh, still... I don't like to put them in there because it's one of the most common counterfeit nonsense stuff. And so we have some protections that we put in place to make sure when we send it out. Um, so, so we actually have them. Again, all filed alphabetically. Uh, my wife did that. Thank you, honey. All filed alphabetically um, by artist. Um, and uh, to me, that's the easiest way to think about or author on the books. And what's cool is we made, um, a friend of mine sells uh, store displays, and he had some CD store displays, go figure, right, because those businesses have gone away. And so we were able to put them right on our, um, on our uh, uh, oh, I can't think of the, the wall, you know, the slotted wall that's in a retail store. We had those built into our warehouse. And so we put them in, and then we have alphabetical breaks, you know, a little piece of cardboard sticking out that says A, B, C, D. That, again, hard work up front. Um, and for me, as the leader, all I had to do was instruct and say, hey, this is what it what would, could be. Um, but in that position, you also have to sit back and say, hmm, um, be open to listening to somebody else saying, hey, this might be a better way. So uh, we've changed some things based on that. Somebody come in and, comes in and where I talk to somebody who has a better idea, and then we revamp. Um, always be open. To anyway, um, we still have that. So we'll open up boxes and I think there's two or three pallets I know right where they're at that are all books and CDs and DVDs that have to be listed on Amazon um, usually my wife handles that which is great because she'll literally grab a box list it and then go file it 
um, which is awesome. I don't have to get involved in it. And we sell a few a week. I mean, it's not like it's it's not a business I would go after again, um, especially because it's merchant fulfilled, and you know there are limits to how many you you could fulfill. However, it's still a good business because we own it all. Um, so we're going to list it and just keep going. And again, it doesn't impact me. So it's not like it's an economic cost where I'm giving up something else to do. Um, and so that's that's been a, a really good part of our business uh, additionally. Um, and then obviously FBA. And so we added back um, RA. So we do OA, so RA, OA, and the boys are all into it. I mean, like all into it. I mean, like they're planning, um, and they come into the warehouse in the morning. It's like, all right, what are we doing this week? Next week is this. Remember, next week. And they're actually following schedules, and they're setting up systems and controls. And I'm letting them go with it. I'm like, okay, let's go. You know, our only limit is capital like everybody else. Um, but if you're disciplined, um, now, to be fair, uh, the approach we take is way different. It's been sage advice. If you listen to I'm not going to say who's been helping us, but if you go back and listen to my episodes, uh, those people, I'll call them those people, have been helping us, um, those outliers, uh, because um, the focus that I've gained, that I've lost and regained, um, has been enormous, enormously helpful. That It's like a laser. I, I say no to 90% of the stuff now, where I would have said yes to everything. Um, now I say no, because it's like, no, here's the model. It stays in this model for at this point in our life. This is our model. If it fits the model, yes. If it does not fit the model, no. And we got in a debate in one of the stores, and they, the boys worked me hard to convince me on a particular thing. I'm like, no, doesn't meet the requirements. The answer is no. And after we left, we, uh, you know, I said to him, I said, hey guys, I don't mean to offend you or anything like that, but we agreed to stick to a model. We have to do that at this point in our lives. We need to stay focused and just on and eventually they agreed and said yeah you're right um, it, it was I'm glad we didn't get it blah 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 whatever um, and would have ended up being more work uh, hassle factor right having to add more stuff and and whatever um, but it's been great um, OA uh, you know if you're not in uh, Gary Ray and Gay Lisby's group um, join you can join through my link they do pay me so I will tell you that um, it's mom um, amazingfreedom.com forward slash momentum hyphen arbitrage and you'll get 14 days free trial and I absolutely suggest it um, I can't say which list we're on but the jewels that they give you every single day um, and you can ask a question about it so if I if there's a particular item on there I can actually ask and they'll answer like they really answer and they can help you figure this out and say hey here's why that's there or here's why you know you know you're right maybe that might not be the right thing for you those things, those jewels, that access, um, well worth the cost, um, and I highly suggest it. Again, I have a link, amazingfreedom.com forward slash momentum hyphen arbitrage. You can get 14 days free trial. Try it. You could still join. I mean, they have they have limits. I think there's 30 people on a list. They got a lot of lists. Um, they have some that exclude certain brands, some that exclude certain categories because people might not be improved. And more importantly, you can ask, hey, could you keep this in mind? If, if you're looking for something, they can help you with that. Um, and I, I really suggest it. But the boys adapt to it very quickly. They love it. Um, they're built with computers right from day one, right? Whereas old people <laughs> didn't see them. I always tell the story, not until senior year of high school. They brought a first computer in my school. Um, these guys have done nothing but, you know, they've been through probably way more computers than all of us. And they're 20, 22, I think, 22 and 23 or something like that. So 
um, they've adapted very quickly. Wholesale, uh, it's pretty neat. Um, our wholesale accounts, we've been very fortunate um, with our, our wholesale accounts. I'm not changing them. Uh, we've lost some uh, because we were not the best brand representative, to be fair. We didn't add the value. All we did was buy from them. And guess what? They have options now. Somebody better than us went along and said, hey, Bob, um, I see you have a bunch of Amazon sellers or you have one Amazon seller. Are they representing your brand? Are they doing this, 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 and this? And the answer is no. Steve was not doing this, 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 and this. That's being honest. And so, therefore, we lost them. Um, or they, as I say, they wrote a, 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 put an extra zero on the check. So if you're spending two grand a month with them, now they're buying $20,000 a month with them. And guess what? How can you blame a business? You know, you private label sellers. Somebody came along, because uh, we have a couple clients in here who sell to wholesalers. And, you know, when a client, they have an opportunity to get back a huge chunk of their cash, even though it's discounted, but it's solid that they can count on. How can you fault them? I don't fault them. I don't like it um, because it hurts a little bit. But to be fair, we should be sharper. Shame on us. Again, uh, distraction, lack of focus, um, you know, give you all the excuses that I have, um, but it's us. I mean, it's me. Again, I guess it's my responsibility. Um, so anyway, uh, uh, we, we have that. And then as I talked about with private label, we've had home runs. No, I shouldn't say. We've not had home runs. We've had singles and doubles, uh, singles and doubles. And we've even done custom stuff. But I will tell you, everything's on pause because we just haven't... <laughs> each time... We have some success. We do the research. We do all that stuff. And then, you know, get the great listings, do all that stuff. And, and things I didn't count on, things that, you know, should have, um, some of them are pretty obvious now looking back, should have adjusted for, didn't. And so shame on me again. And so I hope I hope uh, that honesty, you know, um, rings true for you because if you have that same experience, you're not alone. You know, and I have an expert here at my warehouse with Andy. But Andy's an outlier. Andy's a different, Andy's mindset is way different than mine. And we talk about it. We laugh about it. You know, his thinking is so different. I'm so uh, risk averse. You know, I'm just that guy. And it's funny. That's why we balance each other so well, because he's not. And, uh, you know, he'll, he'll just, I mean, it, it's funny. And I'll be like, what? And then all of a sudden, I'm like, you were smart. You knew what you were doing. Um, but, you know, that's what makes us different. And so uh, I, I, that's why I appreciate people. We also sell on Poshmark um, some. Um, it's good and bad. You know, um, the thing I don't like about Poshmark um, is, you know, you, you have a, oh, an $80 item. Let's just call it a, an $80 pair of Nike shoes. Brand new. Beautiful. You put them in at, you know, 50 bucks. You know, like, okay, that's a huge discount. This is gonna, and you get offers of $12, $14, $16. And I'm, I just ignore that stuff. I am not wasting my time even replying because where do I take you to? You know, if you're at $12 and I'm at 50 there's no place for us to meet. I'm not meeting in the middle because that's a lose for me, right? Especially if I paid $35 for that pair, right? So anyway, um, that part I don't like. It is it is whatever price you put up there, expect that you're going to pay, you know, you're going to get 60 to 70% of that. That's it. So you got to price it. And then it's kind of dishonest because that, that $100 pair of Nikes, now I have to price them at $85 to finally get 60 bucks to negotiate. Nego I mean, it's just weird. I don't like that part of it. Um, I wish they would fix that. I don't know how to fix that, but that's the reputation that they have is that, you know, um, 
that stuff is going to go that cheap. But we, we do it anyway. We sell on Etsy. Um, it's okay. We sell local. Um, we do, and, uh, and uh, a lot of Facebook Marketplace and stuff like that, especially as we get through some of these pallets and stuff like that. We also send stuff to auction. Um, it's the least profitable, but it moves the biggest volume. I think we have uh, six pallets going out this week to auction. We get what we get. I get a check from them. There's, there's random checks show up, and it's just like, okay, it's some cost. We move on. Um, Another big piece of our business um, is we have a warehouse right now. Um, we're up to 17,000 square feet uh, between Andy and I. And, um, you know, a lot of it's private label, um, but we have a bunch of clients and we do services for them. So our largest client, we actually do um, customer service for them. And so, I mean, the boys will actually take customer service calls. Um, one thing I talk about, you know, everybody's like, oh, we should get a warehouse to offset your costs. Just understand that, yes, there's no additional cost for you, but it's an economic cost. That's time. So if you're content making, you know, X number of dollars an hour, that means that you can't go out and, you know, spend two grand to make four grand, right? And so how much is that? You know, especially if you bought that stuff in two hours and you prepped it in two hours, you got four hours into it, and now all of a sudden you got $500 an hour job. Now, if you're limited on capital, this might be a good alternative. But just be careful about that because it's not as glamorous as you think. Um, I my hold my uh, I take off my hat to like a Brandon Sullivan who runs a warehouse up in uh, up northeast. I mean, and they've been doing it a long time. They're at scale. That is a very difficult thing to manage. It's spinning plates, right? It's it's dealing with all the the different uh, different clients, their different needs. That diff- every product is differently treated. It's a lot to manage. Um, it's definitely not something. That's why we don't do prep. Um, it's not something we want to do. But here, I'll tell you this: is that we have mo- uh, they're all private label, I guess. But there's almost always rework, and somebody who brings in products. Um, expect that you're going to have rework. What is rework? So uh, here's an example. I had to go to, to for Andy. This was actually for Andy. Um, he was somewhere in Florida or something like with a family, and his product came in, and it was held up in customs now in a freight forwarder. So in a freight forwarder, there's this big fence inside in the middle of this warehouse, and there's um, forklifts zipping past you nonstop because it's Trucks on one side, trucks on the other side, stuff coming off one, moving over to the other. And then there's this official fenced-in area, and it says U.S. Customs on it, inside the warehouse, inside their warehouse. And it's locked, and it's like real serious, cameras everywhere. And his product was sitting there because it didn't say made in China. And so literally I had to print off every label I had for made in China, and I had to drive to Philadelphia, and it was South Philadelphia down by the ports. And I had to go in the, the in the middle of this warehouse, pop up some tables, open up every single box, and um, document me putting labels on these packages, um, and every single one. And it was it took me a whole day. Um, I, I was fortunate; I was able to grab my son, and he helped me. We were able to do it, but then seal it back up. But taking photos and giving them photos, giving the freight forwarder photos, and finally getting them to release his product because they charge you X number of dollars a day to store it. The freight forwarder does because that's uh, that's space, right? That's their value. And that's rework. Stinks. Cost him, cost Andy a whole bunch of money, right, for me to go do that. And it cost me a whole day. Again, I would do it for free for him, but, you know, he paid me. But it's a day that I lost on our business, a day where I could have went out and made $500 an hour instead of making, you know, whatever it was. So that rework is pretty common. Um, another client, uh, 
it's something that gets assembled and the sizing was wrong. And fortunately, uh, he came up with a great fix, but it takes us opening every package, inserting this addition into it, and then resealing every single package. And you're lifting every single thing off a, sol- a pallet that's already been shrink wrapped that, you know, all you would normally do is just throw a label on the outside. No, you got to do it. And then you got to restack it. Let me just tell you, our restacking skills are not as good as those where uh, manufacturers restacking skills. Um, so that's a rework. We have another client who, uh, let's call it, uh, let's see, I don't want to be careful. I got to be careful. Um, so let's just say it's like a bicycle. Okay, it's not, but it's like a bicycle. And let's assume that the chain size was wrong on the bicycle. So literally, you would have to open up every box, find that chain that was already installed, uninstall that, install a new one, reseal the box so it looks like brand new. So a customer doesn't think that it's just a reconditioned uh, model. And then close it back up. Um, And you have to do that in real time because it's uh, either an FBA or it's a merchant fulfilled item. That's rework. And that is a pretty good portion of our business uh, between that customer service and then shipping um, and fulfillment. And we do merchant fulfillment um, along with FBA fulfillment. Um, And I'll get into that in future episodes about, you know, FBA shipping by the pallet, you know, using a pallet scale, different things or not using other tricks. But this all takes time and focus. And so, you know, again, I'm not giving excuses, but you could see why it's so hard to work on your business when you have this many moving pieces. And I'm not even talking about the four podcasts we're involved with. And that's why the boys are here, because they can help with all that stuff. So that's kind of an update of where we are. Um, I hope you like this. Um, and I would like to do more of these in addition to my interviews. I've got some great interviews coming up. I mean, really, really strong outliers again who are going to give you some tips. Um, the boys are trying to convince me to add back YouTube. Um, I think I have a few videos that are just audio. Um, but these guys are all into YouTube and they are so I, I would assume you're going to see some of these interviews in January on YouTube. Um, just different things, different changes, kind of mix it up a little bit. Um, but I'm hopeful that you still get value. Uh, I'd love uh, to answer questions. I'd love to help. Um, I do get a lot of questions, and I hopefully I'm very helpful. I try to be. Um, I'm not asking for anything, don't want anything. I uh, just want to, to be helpful as people have helped me. And so, you know, what's your angle? I have no angle. Um I have sponsors. Uh, I'd love you to buy the stuff because they do pay me. That'd be awesome. Um, But if you need help, reach out. I can try my best to help you. Or more importantly, I can put you in touch with some of those great people that I've interviewed who are 10 times smarter than me, way more experienced, and and just so much better at this stuff than I am. Um, Although my boys are going to help us. Um, And you're going to see them and you're going to hear them more and more. And they're going to be doing how-to videos and they're going to, they're, they're into it. They're all into it. And this is what they know and they love it and they can't wait to get started. So goals this year. All right. So I'm going to put this out there and I'm going to show you how we'll do it in a future episode, but we're going to 10,000 live eBay SKUs. Now, we have multiples of SKUs, but we're going to go to 10,000, and we're going to change our model somewhat. Now, a lot of it we already own, so we're going to sell off that stuff, um, but we're going to try to get to 10,000. And I'll give you a little bit of taste. Um, so we set goals of listing, um, kind of like Lonnie and uh, Shift Flip does, um, or uh, John Cincinnati Picker, you know, dollars, tracking, momentum board. We have one. Um, but we can list uh, number of items or dollar amounts. I like listing dollar amounts. I always say, okay, let's list $5,000 this week. Well, and I tell them all the time, find $100 items. It's pretty easy to list $5,000. Find $5 items. Oh my God, it's murder. 
But we're going to add another lister part-time. And then we're adapting to Sellhound for shoes and clothing. We sell shoes, socks, you know, clothing. That's what we sell, part of our uh, Amazon business. And So what do you do with that stuff? Well, we're using Sellhound to help list. That's the employee that doesn't call off sick. Um, and you can go back and listen to an episode, I, a couple episodes I've done with Susan uh, Suzanne uh, Woke uh, from Sellhound. Um, blow you away. That is the future of listing. Um, they, are cur- they are way ahead of the curve. Um, they only do fashion, but as she says, 50 or 52% of all stuff sold or, re- or resold on uh, online is um, fashion-related shoes and clothing and stuff. So we're adding that in. So those three things are how we're going to get to 10,000 listings. And um, so that's one of our big goals. Um, and that, that's that goal. I'm not even going to talk about the other goals and the other things. So I uh, hope you like that. Uh, I hope you like the boys. They're great. They're funny. Um, they're here to help, too. Um, they do graphics, uh, website stuff, uh, writing, they're into all of that stuff. So, uh, we might offer some more of that stuff out there. Um, again, reach out to me, um, love the engagement, love to talk with you and would love to do future episodes. I do get recommendations for people to interview. I got a great one that was just rec- recommended to me. So please, if you know somebody who you think would be a great fit that you'd love to learn more about, um, again, I like positive stuff. I like, um, how to's, um, I like, you know, pushing past that hard point in your life. Cause guess what? Your hard point in your life, if you haven't found it yet, it's coming, um, happens to us, happens to everyone. Nobody's above it. Um, but, uh, I love, uh, I love a recommended person because when I tell them that they're always flattered and it is, it's very humbling to, to think that somebody recognizes from the sidelines what you've done. And so it's just pretty cool. So reach out to me anytime, uh, e-commerce momentum. Um, I think you can actually do questions at ecommercemomentum.com or Stephen at ecommercemomentum.com. And I'd love to help you. Take care. So I hope you like this kind of uh, episode. Uh, I, I plan on adding more in. You know, I might add uh, a, a weekly. I, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I like Warehouse Wednesdays. My wife always said, add back when, Warehouse Wednesdays. I think we'll do that anyway outside of this. Um, but I like this type of episode because it kind of is an update on how we're doing um, and where we're going. And I think there's some there's some value there. Hopefully, just to let you know that you know you're not alone. If you stumbled, we stumbled. I own up to it. We did. We have. We probably will again. But guess what? That's okay. If you have a group of people in your network, right? If you know me, I'm in your network. I know all those other people, they're in your network now because of me. Therefore, you have other people who are willing to help you. You just got to reach out. You got to swallow your pride a little bit and say, hey, I don't know at all. And bring in those young, fresh voices into your business like we have and, and see what they've been able to do and own up that you don't know everything. It's pretty awesome. Ecommercemomentum.com. Thanks for listening to the e-commerce momentum podcast. All the links mentioned today can be found at ecommercemomentum.com under this episode number. Please remember to subscribe and like us on iTunes.